0: and welcome back to the greatest podcast in the world broken
1: thoughts number 1 on spotify
0: yeah number 1 on spotify and number 1.5 on uh itunes it is currently january 28th 9:30 p.m. and it's a crisp 9 degrees on outside Saturday. um i went out a little earlier to go get some groceries and it was cold as fuck out um
1: yeah it didn't feel great
0: yeah Anyway, um, a couple housekeeping things real quick. Um, check the description for our socials and our, um, our call-in number, our podcast phone number. Uh, you can call, text, leave voicemail, you know, whatever you want. Um, just hit us up with something or whatever, things to talk about or feedback, story, uh, life event that happened to you, pretty much anything, um but check the description for that. I'm here with my uh, usual co-host, Martin.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: And uh, yeah, let's get into it. We have some interesting things uh, to talk about today.
1: Very interesting. Make sure you stick around to the end because you won't believe what comes next. (laughs) Damn right.
0: All right. um, So we're going to start off here with a quick little... Uh, current recent events, um, that are going on in the world today. Um, so the most recent thing that has happened is a, uh, the police, uh, killing of Tyree Nicholas, Nichols, uh, Nichols. Um, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but, um, on, uh, January seventeenth. Seventh. Oh no no no, that's the um the other date.
1: So it, the beginning of it, January. Was it the body cam footage was just released, and that's why like people are freaking out?
0: Well, the the three days after, so the tenth, January tenth, um he died. Um he was.
1: Oh yeah 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 the act or the traffic stop was the seventh, and then he died three days later in the hospital.
0: Yeah. So the um, body cam footage was recently released. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't speak on that.
1: I can about imagine what it's like.
0: Yeah, but uh, allegedly the uh, the officers um, were pursuing him after he took off from a traffic stop and he got out on foot and um, allegedly they... Were kicking, punching, and using a baton to strike Tyree as he lies on the ground. Um, so pretty, that's
1: pretty fucked up, man.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things going on. Haven't, like I said, uh, haven't seen the body cam footage, so I can't really speak on, um, you know, the footage that was shown.
1: Just a sad deal.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, another thing that is going on is, uh, Andrew Tate. I'm sure you all know who that is. He is, uh, on a 30 day, um, jail extension. Um, so allegedly he's, I've seen, I've seen some stuff about it and, him and his brother uh, Tristan are continuing their innocent or uh, you know pleading their innocence and that Romania has no evidence against them Um, and from what I've heard and read uh, apparently like the rules like the law and shit over there are a little bit different than here so like Supposedly, they can like hold you in jail without any evidence and take like they have 30 days to find and gather evidence against you. Um, so like here, you know, innocent till proven guilty, and you know, you need the evidence to be proven that you committed that crime or allegedly committed that crime. So I think that's one thing different over there. Um, there's a lot of women that have begun speaking out and saying that all the allegations are false and that they, when they had their interactions with the Tate brothers, um, they were nothing but respectful and kind to them and that the allegations are false and they would never do that to any women. Um, And, you know, honestly, I haven't haven't necessarily really looked at super hard into it, um, into the allegations or, like, the women claiming, uh, that they, um, were, you know, doing all that, um, I haven't seen really any of that, I've pretty much just seen multiple women come forward and see, and say that, um, that it's false, uh, apparently, or, there was some uh audio recordings that were going around um that alleged or alleged Andrew was essentially saying that the more you didn't like it the more I wanted it or something like that and i watched a few things uh of people talking about that and the i don't want to use the word conspiracy but the the other side of that is that it was, and and, excuse me, I can't talk right now, god damn. Um, AI technology, allegedly, is what that is, and, you know, I can kind of believe that, because, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, AI technology has gotten super fucking good to the point where that is very, very, you know, not only possible, but can be done pretty easily. Um, people are using AI technology to draw art. Um, you know, they type in... Uh, one thing that, I, that I've that i seen using AI is uh, this guy had an fam- uh, AI-generated family guy um, he, like, typed in, or, you know, whatever, he asked AI to come up with Family Guy, if it was a sitcom from the 80s, and you can look this up right now, like, uh, you can, Instagram, or YouTube, you can type in Family Guy AI sitcom, or something like that, and you can watch a trailer, it's about 30 seconds long and you know, all that's AI. Um, I've seen vintage quote unquote vintage pictures of people from like a party or gathering and none of the people are real. That was all AI generated. So yeah, like I said, uh, AI technology is very advanced right now and you know, people are using that in malicious ways um, as well. And, you know, deep faking things with AI is very commonplace now. I shouldn't say commonplace, but a lot of people are doing it. Um, Like this one guy used AI to make him look like Morgan Freeman and use Morgan Freeman's voice. And they had the videos side by side. And if you wouldn't have seen that, you wouldn't have known that that was Morgan Freeman or that it wasn't Morgan Freeman because it was so legit. Um. So that is one of the um that is one of the sides of this ball is a why would he send that to a victim um while he was in jail um why would he do that and b uh that it's a i uh generated um and it's not real so i can neither i can't really speak for that I'm not a hundred percent sure um I believe that they're innocent and that, uh, you know, they're not involved in sex trafficking or anything like that. I, you know, I feel that they're very influential and the higher powered people in the world um, don't like what they're doing and, uh, you know, and they're making them pay for it and they're making them, you know, trying to essentially torture them and, you know, eventually Maybe even kill him. I agree. But anyway, uh, that's the two big things going on recently. Um, So we're going to go into our meat of the podcast here. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about uh, from what our last podcast was. Um, kinda of talk about self growth a little bit more, um, touch on it I should say, and then we'll kinda of talk about relationships and the state of the dating market and, and you know, that kind of stuff going on right now.
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> do you wanna talk about <coughs> God damn <coughs> Do you wanna talk about um the relationship stuff first or personal yeah. growth or what? Yeah, or we like can do tie that. In, tie in the um, personal growth towards the end, uh towards the tail end of the relationship stuff. Yeah, we can do that.
0: Um, I'm good with uh, talking about this relationship stuff
1: first. Okay, where do we start?
0: Current state of uh, um, the okay. dating market.
1: I guess I guess the best way to maybe go is just talk about it from our perspective. Okay. So. Um, Austin and I, we are two youthful 20 year olds. I'm 21. Two
0: handsome, distinguished gentlemen. Don't forget that.
1: Absolutely. Um, Austin is 23 years old and I am 21 years old. Old fuckers over here. Yeah, basically. So we have, we have a lot to figure out when it comes to relationships. Um, we've, we've had some conversations, uh, with some Other fellows who um, maybe are in a different situation than we are in Uh, let's just say for example it's interesting when you talk to someone else uh, who's in a completely different situation relationship wise as you like we were talking to a 24 year old who is uh, just finished up his upper graduate degree um, in a certain field and and he's married and he's married uh so it's like him talking to us is like it's really difficult to get on the same page for certain things because like he he just doesn't have that same perspective that we have like he has a completely different perspective and so we're probably going to kind of like just kind of talk about how like the middle how do you find that middle ground between where we are and where he is so mm-hmm. in his scenario He, uh, in high school, you know, he might've dated a few girls wherever, but, um, he found apparently he found what he was looking for. Right. And he was probably 16, 17 when he, when he met this girl and now they're married. And so he skipped that whole like dating game of like your late teens to early twenties. Because I'd say if, if you graduate high school and you don't have a girlfriend, um, there's nothing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, both of us did not have a girlfriend when we graduated yeah. high school. Um, but what I'm talking about is, uh, some people, they don't have to go through this. So I would say, what would you say? Like 10 to 20% maybe have a girlfriend or significant other coming out of high school. Um,
0: I, d- it definitely depends where, uh, where we're talking about like geographic location, um, but I would say average nationally average. Yeah. I think it's probably about the same everywhere
1: in a lot of fair. ways because like, just cause we're from a small town and like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Small town people, they have a high school sweetheart. that happens in large cities as well yeah, because like, true. there's still like socioeconomic statuses that.
0: Yeah. And there's like 800 kids per yeah. class in big cities. I would say the national average percentage of, um, people in high school going into college without a girlfriend I honestly would say probably
1: 75% at least
0: yeah 60 to 75% I would say.
1: the better question would be and we could maybe look this up maybe just get the stats but how many people marry their high school sweetheart like what percentage of mm. like couples um, marry that Uh, If you want to look that up, I can talk. So
0: (laughs) I would say that it'd be pretty low. I would say maybe like 20,
1: 10, 10% or less. I'm thinking, but um, having that different perspective though, from someone who's 24, who's already married and never went through what we're going through, it's, it sure is easy for them to tell us how we should go about things.
0: Just looked it up. It is less than 2% of all marriages are to a high school sweetheart. Attachment to a high school sweetheart sometimes has enormous implications for life decisions, values, and choices. Many people decide not to marry their high school sweetheart, not because of love for
1: another partner. Well, I mean it's it's tough. Like, imagine you're like sixteen and you're choosing your life partner. Yeah. That's, and the that's, divorce
0: rate among high school sweetheart marriages are fifty four percent. That's about standard. Yeah. And uh, speaking of divorce rates, real quick, eighty percent of all the divorces are initiated by the woman. Wow, fun fact.
1: Was that just in the one? Uh, like, is that for everybody or just one subset? No, that's for everyone. Everybody. Okay. Well, everybody fact check that so you can tell him he's wrong if he's wrong. <laughs> I don't know if he is or not, but we'll just pretend he's right. Um, well, that's fair because most men. I don't know I guess part of that might be the man just becomes unfaithful too like who's more likely to become unf- in unfaithful in a let's say in both scenarios the man becomes more successful and becomes unfaithful because they have easy access to make them unfaithful versus women who become super successful or like uh gain status per se. Well, are men more likely to use that status to be unfaithful or are women more, un- more likely? Because I guess you also have to look at it that like men typically gain more status than women. So it would make sense that more men have that ability to like be unfaithful. And so then the women get left out and then file for divorce. Cause it's like, well, you're clearly not doing what you need to do. So like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just as simple as, like, oh, the woman, the woman is the one creating a divorce. Like, you can't just make it a simple boogeyman like that. Like, there's a lot of reasons why women would be the ones to leave the marriage. Um, but back to what we were saying. Uh, most people, it's unrealistic that you're going to marry your high school sweetheart. And if you survive high school with your high school sweetheart, odds are when college hits, it's donezo. Because... Unless you go to this, if you go to the same college um, or stay in the same city, like, yeah, it's it's more likely. But if you go to different schools in different towns, it's, you better chalk it up because things are going to start changing quick. And it, obviously every relationship is different and you might have a special connection, but we're talking about the whole here. So as an 18 to, we'll say what, 24 or 25 year old. 18 to 25. Okay, from 18 to 25 is is a really interesting deal here. And when we're strictly kind of speaking from the male perspective, we're not going to pretend to like give a female perspective because we're not we're not women. So this is just this is for the boys. If you're a woman, um, you're probably going to cringe by a lot of the things we're going to say, but this is just our perspective. Um, anyway, our friend here who is happily married with his high school sweetheart was telling us how we are incorrectly going about our business in terms of finding a partner. But what he fails to realize is like, when you're like 20, I'm not thinking about my lifetime. Par- I'm not trying to find my lifetime partner right now. Because as I was saying, we don't have urgency mm-hmm. yet. Like there's no like urgency, like, Oh my God! Like, if I don't find my wife right now, I'm gonna die alone. That's not—that's an irrational fear at this time of your life. Um, maybe if you haven't had a lot of success with the other uh, gender, and like you are, you you might genuinely genuinely be worried because maybe you've never had moments with women or anything like that. Never had a girlfriend, that kind of thing. Maybe you are a little bit more scared, but just hang in there you'll be okay like at the end of the day if 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 you think that you have the qualities that it takes for um someone to come into your life then more more than likely it'll happen for you um what do you what do you have on the perspective perspective of like a person who's already married 24 and has been married telling us that we're wrong about how we're thinking about things because i didn't fully elaborate on what i was gonna say but i'll I'll let you talk yeah so um
0: you have some good points um that you know it's it's hard to understand something when you haven't lived in it um that would be like you know a good analogy for that is someone uh, who's never been poor yeah I was going to say someone talking about military stuff that's in the military and has been for six years and, you know, talking to somebody that's never been in the military talking about military stuff. Like you don't have the experience, you know, um, like you said, someone that's rich talking to someone that's poor about money and all that stuff. So it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to have that viewpoint when you've already been established in a relationship and married, um, for that long a time, you know, you don't, you know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of, a lot of people talking about, um, your twenties or, you know, this, whatever time in your life trial error, you know, blah, 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 um, career, uh, not career, but you, you want to try different things that you like. And then, you know, that sort of thing, kind of like how 30 is the new 20, you know, uh, 40, 50 years ago, people were married and having kids around 20, 21, Um, some younger, some older. But, you know, now 30 is the new 20, I would say. Um, But like you said, it's it's really hard to gauge. Relationship opinions and how to how to go about it, and just the dating market in general when you've been married, Um, yeah,
1: because it it seems so easy, right? Right. It's like oh, just just do this, mm -hmm. like oh, like. Also, I wanted to talk the the twenty four year old married perspective. Let's let's just call him Jack. All right. Mm -hmm. Um jack who's 24 married married his high school sweetheart he he can preach to us and granted a lot of the things jack might be saying are true right but at a certain level when you're 21 and someone's telling you the things that you need to hear you don't want to listen as as he said because i literally straight up told him like i know what you're saying and what you're saying is right but like we're not going to listen because we still have to experiment like part of it is like I don't think Austin and I really, like, we want to dabble, but we don't want to, like, full-on commit. Right. But the problem is, too, like, Austin and I, we we feel we we have pretty high standards for someone who we expect to spend the rest of our life with. And, like, sometimes you kind of have to, like, test drive a car before you buy it. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you don't test drive cars well sometimes you might buy a car you don't like and like that's like the sad truth um, but part of what Jack was saying is like hey like maybe you're going to the wrong dealerships and like he's he's right because w- when, when he says that he wasn't saying it like that he was saying you're not going to find your future wife at the bar which in he, general is true he was
0: asking the question of what are things that you're looking for in in a wife like if you he said a good thing to do is join clubs or uh you know sports things intramural uh, yeah, intramural types Intramurals. Sports. if you like books hang out at bookstores Barnes and Noble and all that shit all I mean, the time he
1: is he is right like if if you're looking for like a serious high quality like wifey material. The wifey material is is typically, it's not super saturated at the bar. But part of that too is like, think about when you turn twenty one. You're kind of a loser if you don't like go out and like drink and stuff. Like that's just how society looks at you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's that you're, you have to go get drunk to be cool. That's not what I'm saying. But if you want to be a social healthy, health, a, a health a, have healthy social relationships with people it's going to be hard to like match up with people that are going to want to go to the book club because a lot of the people you find there are are generally maybe not going to have the same interests as you um obviously it depends and like those are great things great places to meet people of higher quality because i would say it is it is a true assumption to say a lot of the women at bars are not the women that have the values and the characteristics that you're looking for they might be attractive they might have some of the boxes checked um but part of that too is like we're all young we're all like going to the bar of course we're all immature and not quite ready for like a real relationship because you don't like I was saying you want to test drive cars like do you when you want to buy something and in a way a relationship is almost like a purchase Mm -hmm. because like it goes both ways. It's not just the guy purchasing the female, like the female has to buy too. We're both, we're both selling and we're both buying. And so if you want to buy a product, no matter what product it is, do you find the first product that you see and then just buy it? Or do you want to see what your options are like? You know, like, And I know me saying this sounds misogynistic or, like, sounds like I'm itemizing women. But, like, if you want to be true to yourself, you could see that this is just kind of how it works. Like, you have to, like, fully experience certain aspects of things. Granted, if I found someone who literally has every quality that I could imagine in a woman, I'm not just going to pass it up. I'm not just going to be like, eh. Right. I'm not ready for this. I think I would. I think I have the foresight to see something like that and be like, "Damn, like I cannot mess this up because this is huge." Like the pr- part of the problem is maybe the the women that Austin and I are like talking to and like meeting. Maybe they're just not the quality that we are expecting. And part of that's our own fault because we have to improve to a level that we can have the right to even speak to some of these women yeah (laughs) like of course if if I sit in my room and play video games all day and then like go to the bar and like I don't really do anything yeah like the women I'm going to be talking to are not going to be like the ones that are like um what I feel like I'm worthy of but you're always going to think that you're worthy of more (laughs) it's it's just a weird dilemma where it's like at what point do I, like, stop being a kid and stop being immature and actually, like, really lock in on the prize? And and that's, like, the question that I think we have to answer is, like, when are we going to, like, start to take it more seriously? Because at our current, like, seriousness level, I would say, we're probably not going to find a, like, future wife because, like, we're not taking it seriously, seriously enough. So once we take it more seriously, I think it it starts to really like come to fruition a bit more. But I think we are in a stage in our lives where we just want to have fun. Like we don't want to like have serious commitment and serious responsibilities because like you, you talk about I don't have free time to contribute towards a relationship in a lot of ways. You don't obviously you can make it happen, Mm -hmm. right? There's always the excuse. I don't have time. Well, you have time for anything that you really prioritize. And that's a fact. There's nothing in life. Time time is not holding you back from anything in life because if you truly want to spend time on something, you will make sacrifices to put towards that time. If Austin really wanted a wife right now, instead of playing video games, he would be playing video games or watching YouTube or building Legos. He would um, spend all of that time either hanging out with or talking to his future wife and doing stuff with them to like pique their interest. Right. Cause you can't just, you can't just have like a girlfriend that you just like see once a month mm-hmm. and like expect that to be like a good relationship. As the book put it, you got to water the garden, water mm-hmm. the flower. Like it's a flower and it has to be watered. It needs sunlight. If, and if you ignore it, it's going to wither away and die. And then somebody else is going to pick that flower up, you know? Yeah.
0: Would you say that you have commitment issues or you're scared of commitment?
1: Um, in some sense of, of course. Um, but I don't know like what that would stem from. Is it just my, um, I think a lot of it i, I talk talked about, I have FOMO for sure. Like mm-hmm. fear of missing out. And so like, I don't want to like get into a relationship and then like feel like, wow, like this girl isn't really that all that. Like, you know, she, she isn't, I don't, I don't want to outgrow somebody either because that's something I worry about. We, like if we talk about the personal growth stuff, like let's say I go all in on like personal growth. Let's say I get a girlfriend right now. Okay. And she's like, what I feel like I am worthy of right now. Okay. Like, um, cause you hear like, Oh, she's out of my league or like that stuff. Let's say she's in my league, maybe slightly above. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like this is my trophy wife. Like Mm -hmm. this is exactly what I would want. But let's say five, 10 years go by. Not, not we'll, we'll ignore 10 years. We'll say like the next five years, the next five years, I all of a sudden have like six figure job or like I start my own business. And all of a sudden I'm making all this money. I'm like working out doing all this stuff. and, And what has my like girlfriend done? Well, she just kind of just sits on the couch and watches her reality shows and like is happy to see me and all that. But like, deep down I'm like, wow, like I'm putting in all this work and, and she's kind of just existing, you know? And that's, that's kind of what I'm worried about is like someone who just like lets themselves go, not just like physically, but like mentally, emotionally, um, career wise, like all that. Like, I don't want, I don't want somebody that's going to like hold me back. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's part of it. Like, let's say like, if I have a five-year plan, it's to, like, make some serious ground up in, like, my social socioeconomic status. Like, I want to be able to, like, go on trips and, like, do this and that before I start a family so that I have, like, the ability to just do that. But I don't know. I don't know if I have commitment issues. Maybe I do. But I don't know if that's, like, the root of the issue right now. Because I, I also just I don't want to get into a relationship that I'm just not fully bought into, and so I, I just haven't had someone that I've wanted to fully buy into.
0: At this, at this time in your life, um, like you said, you're, you're more focused on like personal growth and like that kind of deal. Yeah. What would you say right now would be? the qualities of a woman that would make you want to go all in or pursue something with somebody right now. Um, like, let's say that you, let's say that, uh, on like hinge or something, you match with this chick and, and you're talking and you're hanging out, well, first off, let's split that. What qualities? Obviously, physical attractiveness.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we can just throw that out the window because obviously they need to. be That's how
0: every every attractive everything starts. You have to be physically attractive,
1: right. or there has to be a so physical attraction. That's if, how the whole thing starts. So, like, I don't want to pretend like physical attraction doesn't play a huge part because that is part of the like commitment issue. Is like you know it, it sounds bad but like i mean i'm just being honest like i i want a hot girlfriend that's what that's
0: you don't you don't you don't need to feel sorry or anything for that because that's reality that is how it is people don't want to admit it people want to beat around the bush with that issue and say that you know it's all about it's all about personality. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if they're big Shirley or not. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now that that is not true. That's what people are hopeful for and want it to be, but that's not how humans work. Yep. Humans work on physical attractiveness. Yep. If you find a girl hot, you're going to talk to her or you're going to, you know, interact with her. You're yep. going to have some sort of that's the first the first step in in that instance. If you think a if you think a girl is ugly or n- pales in physical attractiveness compared to this other girl, you're not even gonna go no. give her the time of day. You're not, even you're, if she comes up to you. You're not inherently interested. Right. So that's just how it is whether whether you like whether anybody likes it or not that's just how it is i would say
1: there is like almost like money there's like a threshold that once you like once you find a girl that you find very attractive it's like obviously you can keep going up the ladder but there's a certain point where you're like this is as good as it gets in a way Mm -hmm. you know maybe
0: Um, for your like social economics right
1: um but at a certain point it's like we're just at a certain point of like attractiveness it's literally just based on taste like oh yeah. i like her hair color and eyes eye color versus this hair color eye color i like this uh facial structure or like ethnicity or whatever like right. it doesn't it doesn't like change much anyway so looks and physical attraction aside what i am really wanting in a girl is um for one values like our values just need to line up well I'm I'm, maybe I miss maybe I
0: uh, misspoke but I I meant like you match with this chick on hinge let's say what cuz the end of it at the end of this like the goal for this is what of these qualities or what qualities would drive you to want to pursue a relationship or commit to a woman values okay values so, are attributes so like you match with this chick you talk to her for a little while you hang out a couple times Yep. what qualities like let's say you hang out uh three four times you know uh you've been talking for yep month and a half two months so you're around the time of where if you want to the relationship this is where you commit yep. and if you don't this is where you either break it off or string it on a little longer so what what qualities and what things about this woman aside from physical attractiveness would make you be like I'm gonna pursue a relationship with her and I'm going to go
1: all in and commit um again uh, values is pretty important to me um values like, such as just a couple examples uh religious values i i want them to at least moderately line up like i want them to believe in god i want them to have faith in something right it doesn't necessarily have to be i'm a i'm a lutheran christian like she doesn't have to be a lutheran christian but i want her to like have a basis in faith and like understand there's a higher power like if she's an atheist and thinks or like worships satan like obviously i'm I'm just not interested (laughs) like i'm serious like yeah she doesn't have to be a bible thumper, that's not what I'm saying, but I just wanted to have like a a solid foundation and a belief somewhere. Um next value would be maybe uh valuing having a good family relationship, like I would say her parents being like you know, having a good relationship would uh, go into values um, what are you
0: what are you
1: doing? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, sorry, I'm all distracted now because Austin's fucking run around like a caveman.
0: I'm distracting you. That's my bad.
1: Uh, values. Mm, like wanting to have kids. That's I would say that's a value, right? How many kids? Like, I I don't have a number. Like when th- she said, "I want ten kids, no less." Yeah, if she's if she says we need to have at least 10 kids then it's going to be like okay, well, either that's not happening or this isn't going to work. Um so just just different like I would say values is like just things that you value in life, right? Do they value like long-term goals or are they just are their values let's just go out and party every weekend? Like those aren't my values. And so those are going to be important in a strong foundation of things we believe in. Right. Right. Um, in terms of like personality and and character, like I want her to have good character, like have integrity, be honest and not like always lying about shit and like trying to beat around the bush and like not be upfront about shit. You need to have like good communication. Um, not hiding things that just kind of goes back to like integrity or whatever. Uh, also, like, I value intelligence. Like, I don't want to marry someone who I feel like I'm I'm gonna have to explain everything to the rest of my life. Yeah, I can I can relate. To like, them. yeah, it might make you feel smart because oh, they don't understand. But I want them to have a good understanding of things and and have good good intelligent conversations. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm just talking to my fucking self the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, side point, real quick on that from my experience in that in high school I had this girlfriend that lived like an hour away super fucking like one of the dumbest people I've ever met and I totally agree with your point there because I would like make a joke or um, talk about something and she was so fucking stupid that she never got the joke never knew what the fuck I was talking about and it's not like I'm talking about fucking rock and scientist shit you know talking about pretty basic, basic things and never fucking got the punchline of the joke and, you know, never fucking understood shit. So I definitely, I definitely agree with you there for value wise that, you know, you don't want, you know, you want, you want a, uh, you know, intelligent person.
1: Yeah. I think it, it, it definitely goes deeper than just physical attraction. Like, Obviously, that's going to be your 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 solid base in a way. Like, if you're physically attracted to them,
0: granted, that's the bottom of the food pyramid. Right yeah, there.
1: like, you know, that's like the the thing you have to eat the most, right? Um, granted, that's I know the most your, important thing, right? Uh, well, not, it's not the most important because there's a lot of pretty girls out there that I just wouldn't have interest in marrying.
0: Right, but like that's. I would say a
1: non-negotiable.
0: Right. I would say that that's the bottom of the pyramid because if you get all the way to the top and like she becomes a big Shirley, for example, and, you know, that's going to strip your, yeah. your pyramid apart <clears throat>
1: and, you know. But if, 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 I don't know, it's tough to, it's tough to weight things like that because like true if, if her values changed and all of a sudden all she cares about is herself, for example, it doesn't matter if she's a, Instagram fitness model. Like, yeah, that's just going to be a pain in the ass to deal with. And physical attraction is just kind of the, th- the thing, maybe just the glue that makes everything stick together mm-hmm. is a good way to put it. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, sorry. I interrupted you a little bit. Intelligence. Uh, they're just There's just a lot of like, nuanced things and obviously it's not going to be perfect like there's going to be things that you'll have to compromise on mm-hmm. um but having like a solid family background definitely helps like um if like their whole family is just like completely broken and fragmented it, i don't think that's something that would prevent me from pursuing a relationship with somebody but it's definitely something like outside looking and in, going into something that you you would definitely think about
0: yeah because that's going to bring <clears throat> like different issues in and yeah. of itself
1: uh education is a toss-up because i don't think it inherently matters if she like went to college or not i think if, if they have like a college degree that's cool um but it's not going to be like a, de- a deal breaker I-, I think ideally it would be nice to have a um to meet a woman that like actually has her own income potential mm-hmm. and not not someone who like it's like okay they're they're a waitress at a restaurant like obviously like there's nothing there but I do oh I I remember what I was gonna say I was gonna um it's slightly misogynistic but like cooking like I I want a I want a wife that can make me a meal because I can't make it myself so I need somebody that can like granted you know that's my own ignorance but like I'm not a great cook so having someone who is a good cook would be fucking fantastic for my life like that would be great um, and someone who like the, the, the values thing, like ideally I think I would, I would want a woman that, um, would take care of the family. I, I don't need her to work. Obviously before we have kids, yeah, you're working. You're not just sitting at home, mm-hmm. um, watching Netflix all day. Like being a that, bum. that's, that's the reward you get for like bearing my kid is like, I will provide for you and the family. Um, And if, if that's not something you're willing to do or like maybe do during the the childbearing or not bearing, um, but like post childbirth, like being there for the, the baby, like all the time, like, um, and daycare is like at a certain point, daycare is just as expensive as fucking a wage. Mm -hmm. Like, is that what you want to do? Like you want to make just enough, you want to go to work every day and make just enough money to send the kids to daycare. That doesn't really make sense. Like I'd rather have my own wife, wait, raise my kids and someone else's wife or someone else's dad raise my kids because you don't know what they're doing. Right. You don't know what lessons they're teaching them and bad habits they're getting from, cause then too, they're introduced to other kids and how are those other kids being raised at home and what other bad habits are they going to introduce into your children? Yeah. Cause that all plays a factor.
0: I think Speaking on that a little bit, I think that's really hard, especially nowadays. I think that... You know, keep in mind, I don't have kids. I I have a niece and nephew that are fucking nine and three or something, right? So I don't know the whole development child and raising the child. I, but I, what I know right now is I think that it would be very difficult to you know when you're around your kids you're raising your kid you know you you come home from work your kids are there you know throughout uh, you've uh, you know several years I think that it would kind of be hard and I'm not sure how a person goes about it but teaching your kid your values and everything And like. These these are are, are the values and like if you're getting told this, this and this at daycare or school, don't listen to it because it's wrong or, you know, whatever this is, you know, this is the values of this family and outside uh, opinions and values and stuff, I, I don't like how how i'm not sure how a person goes about like explaining and teaching their kid about that kind of thing like if the kid is at school learning two plus two equals five and you're at home saying two plus two equals four but they're spending you know maybe more time at school than you know you're at home sort of deal right um you know how how would a person even go about like doing that would it come down to your kid's respect for you and like my dad is you know what my dad says is true you know how how could you teach your your kid especially a a young kid to block out or not take other people's ideas and values you know that's the only thing that that I kind of find difficult about like raising raising a child is how to block uh false ideas or or whatever um away from your kid.
1: I don't know it's an interesting question that we have no experience in, but it is an important question you have to ask yourself if you start raising a kid is how do I prevent them from learning the bad habits of those around them? And a lot of that comes down to the decisions that you make mm-hmm. because you decide where they go to school. Mm-hmm. You decide where you live. You decide the neighborhood you live in. You decide what houses the kids are allowed to go to. Hey dad, can I go to Jack's house? No. Why not? Um, Because daddy says so. And that might be, for a variety of reasons, maybe, you know, Jack's parents and you know, that, you know, they're probably not raising their child. Right. And, and, you know, it's best for your child not to go there. Right. Um, but sometimes you just don't know those things. And and it's hard to tell the kid no, when you have no idea what the home life is like for their, their friend their friend that you might have maybe only, only met a few times at school, but he's just a kid. So like the kid is innocent. Like he's not the one that's probably going to be like, intentionally giving the bad example and obviously the parents aren't doing that either but um it goes both ways like the kid teaches the other kid the bad habit they learned from the parents so Mm. regardless i think you just have to do your best to make the best decisions for your child so they don't go down the wrong path um but we can steer back and finish on personal growth and then play a game because we've been talking about this for a while uh I just want to give my own personal update, uh, <clears throat> kind of my voice is getting scratchy, so sorry I coughed into mic, my bad, everybody um, listening, um, my journey into personal growth has definitely um, faced some friction just based on the way it goes, like I knew, I knew last week when we talked about it, like I was super idealistic and motivated and driven and like, oh, I can see the future, but, like, that motivation, like, wanes very quickly, and it's it's really difficult to, like, I'm going to have to, like, find my motivation every day when I wake up that I want to be the best that I want to be because it's it's near impossible. Like, even the most motivational people every day have this same question on their mind, like, why? Why, why, why? Because let's take David Goggins, for example. What is the question he always asks? Who's going to carry the boats? You know, who is going to carry the boat? Well, you only have one option in your mind, and that's that you carry the boats. But your mind likes to play a trick on you and and just tell you that you don't have to carry the boat, that someone else was going to carry the boat. And so that's just like the daily struggle is like, finding how to actually com commit to your goals with complete conviction and not dabble and just think about it. Cause it's fun. It's really fun to think about how great your life could be if you like try. Right. right? So it's just so fun to make ideas. Like I'm trying to think what analogy I'm trying to think of. Like people love to strategize, but they don't love to like execute like, in, in so many aspects of life, people, people have more fun making the strategies for anything than they do actually like doing the execution because it, it doesn't take a lot of work to make a strategy, but it takes a lot of work to execute that strategy. And so that's just like um, I knew I knew last week that I, I was like riding a high, <clears throat> a high in terms of like wanting the best for myself. And so I knew I knew inevitably it was going to have to come down. And I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I'm depressed and I want to kill myself. It's not, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like that, like level of like desire has significantly gone down, but it's not like it's not there. It's just like that willpower has like slowly been diminished. And so it's like, I need to find a way to get back into it because that book that I was telling you guys about, I think I've read, you know, three or four Maybe maybe like five or more chapters, but they're short chapters. But like, I just looked. I have one chapter of the book, and and I think I've had that chapter for like the last three days, and it's like five pages. So it's like that's nothing compared to the other two hundred and fifty-something pages that I read. So it's like why why am I not just reading that last little bit? And so that's kind of where I'm at. Where like I've definitely. I'm facing a a headwind in terms of that, but like, once you climb the hill, you got to go down the hill and then you got to climb back up again. Mm -hmm. And this is life. It's, it's constantly going up new hills and then getting to go down the hill because you work to go up the hill. But as soon as you're finally done having that nice walk down the hill, there's another hill you got to climb and it's a bigger hill this time. And so you, you just got to dig down and, and really every day think about why do I want to do this? Because you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to a podcast with Mr. Beast talking about like motivation. And it is true that for some people certain things are easier. Like a bodybuilder telling you you need to go to the gym every day. Like, um, it's easy. Like I'm disciplined. You just got to have discipline. Well, these bodybuilders that tell you that you need to have discipline to go to the gym. They actually enjoy going to the gym. Not everybody enjoys going to the gym. It's easy for the people who love going to the gym because it's just whatever about it. Right. They just love it. They love every minute of it. Like they just can't help themselves because they love it so much. But other people, it strictly just comes down to the discipline. Like you have to like force yourself to go because you don't want to go. And then you go and you don't want to be there when you're there. I mean, obviously, Austin and I have talked about extensively. When you go to the gym, you're going to work out. You don't drive your your happy ass to the gym and then say, hmm, I don't really feel like it. I'm going to go home. The hardest part is actually leaving, like getting out of your Place of living and going to work out. That's where like people that have home gyms struggle, because like they don't go anywhere. So it's it's a lot easier for them to just like bitch out, right? Because you could you could like have a home. Let's say you have like a fancy mansion, and you have your own little home gym, and that is even different in itself because it might be a different part of the house, Mm -hmm. and so you're already there. But like let's say you just live in a normal house and in the basement. In the basement, you have workout equipment, like a fair bit, and you have enough that you feel like you can get done what you want most of the time. It's easy to go down there and like work out for twenty minutes and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a little break." You know, like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm gassed." Like, I'll just, I'm just gonna go watch like an episode of a show real quick, and then, and then I'll come back. And w- what do you think would happen if you did that? Wouldn't go back. You wouldn't go back. Most in mo- most of the time, obviously, some people like they actually do as they would say they would do. They would take a little break and come back and finish out their workout. But a lot of people in that moment of like, ah, because it's so easy to just like walk upstairs, not as easy to like drive all the way back. Like you're already there. Like you're just going to commit to it, like suck it up. But the idea that some of these things come easier to others, some people, they love going to the gym and working out. Some people don't, but at the end of the day, you got to be one of those people that just goes anyway. So, hopefully uh we'll see. Maybe uh we'll get a gym membership here. Start going to the gym. Maybe we won't, maybe we will. We'll see. The next the next pod will will tell.
0: Yeah. I think uh my thoughts about what you said is I think some of that comes down to Discipline, um, because I've always learned and and everything that motivation is. Let's take a hybrid car for example. Um, your motivation is the battery, and your discipline is is the the fuel. So your car is gonna run on battery for. I don't know, let's say it's got a 20, 30 mile range and it's going to run on that until it dies and then switches to the gas engine. So your motivation isn't going to last that long. Like you said, it's a hill. Once you get there, you go down. So what I, what I've always stuck to and learned and everything is you need to use your motivation while you are in that moment and those moments of motivation fueling you you need to use those to um, build and grow your uh, discipline Um, because when your motivation runs out um, all that's left is is your discipline and if you build up a good discipline system then that's going to help drive you until your next charge of motivation and once you get to that next uh like peak of motivation when you are walking down the hill have that boost that's going to help you you know refuel your discipline and you know get you to to push through that a little bit and then you know it's it's a repeating cycle so for me anyway that's kind of that's kind of what I do and kind of the the lessons and and things that I've learned is you use that motivation to help build your your long drive system. And when your motivation kind of dwindles down or you know starts on that decline, you use that long drive system to keep up the things that you've done. Cause like I'm sure you've experienced when you have a, a hard drive of motivation, you think of many things and you come up with things that you want to start doing or changing in your life, right? And when it's done if you haven't built up systems to keep that going you know it's going to be hard when you don't have that motivation it's going to be hard to keep that keep that goal moving but if you've came up and created different things that you want in your life and came up with you know ways to do it um you know, if you build that backup system, it's going to help you, you know, get to that next peak. It's going to help you until you get another hard drive of motivation. Um, you know, a uh, uh, a new creation of goals and ideas and, uh, evaluations I would say. So,
1: um, I'll finish that off with, uh, a shitty quote that I probably have wrong and it's not really a quote it's more of it's kind of a quote I'll just say it is that the action precedes the thought and precede means before or comes before so the action needs to come before the thought because when, when thoughts come before actions it usually isn't like a great recipe for success because what What is more important in this process? Me going to the gym or me thinking about going to the gym? You going. Exactly. Because if I go to the gym, it builds the thoughts mm-hmm. in, a, in like a more foundational way. Like me reading the book reinforces reading the book in my mind because I did it and it's like, you you feel as though you're, you're doing the right thing and so when you go to the gym the thought builds in your because you don't go to the gym and be like what man like i don't really feel like going like you just went to the gym like it it helps build those positive thoughts in your head because when the thought when the action comes first the thoughts will come naturally because it's harder to have the actions come naturally when when you have the thought first yeah so we can go into the game now if you want so, if you want to explain the game. You
0: don't we don't have to pause probably do we? No, we're good. Kay. Unless you want to take a quick break. Nah, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, so our game here uh, we liked the making a fake uh, story last time. I so, would call
1: it a I would call it improv. Like yeah, it's kind of just improv. improv. Story. It's like it it does make our improv skills better. So this, yeah. this is just fun for improv.
0: So, we like that idea, and we're going to do that segment here real quick, and we're going to do it again. I'll uh, let you go
1: first. Um, we I, have a little spin on it, though. I would say uh, you should split the two screens on the monitor. Like, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. So, we can see the time mm, okay, and the words, and... We should go 5 to 10 minutes max. Okay. okay. We both go once, and then we uh, call it a wrap. Okay. Oh, let me let me ask. Before we play the game, I want to ask you about your new controller. It's plugged in. Unplug it. I want to look at this thing. So go ahead and explain this controller while I take a look at
0: it. So it's the PlayStation Edge controller. Um, it's the PlayStation's Elite controller that they just just came out with. I pre ordered it a couple months ago. Um that was before I essentially have hardly any time to play video games. Um the trigger stops are right here, so if you slide these down, that's they uh get those are trigger stops. Nice. So it's 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 a it's a decent controller. I like it a lot. Um I'm a big fan of back buttons and um when I switched to PS5, the controller didn't have any back button options or anything, so I really liked it. And when I saw that they're coming out with that, um, I decided to get it because I like like back controllers or back buttons. So,
1: uh, how much was this?
0: Um, I think they retail for 200 bucks, but I don't think I paid 200 bucks for it.
1: So they're probably like 200 bucks. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. For they one, with, they come
0: with two trigger stops. They have like little crescent moon, half moon things, and
1: then they have these levers. I like the levers a lot. He's more. talking about the back buttons are interchangeable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. First of all, I don't know if I've ever been a big fan of the PlayStation controller in general because I am a, a majority Xbox user. I had a PS2 back in the day, which I played, you know, obviously with the PlayStation controller. But in general, I've always liked the feel and, and I'm biased because it's what I'm used to, but I've always liked the feel of Xbox controllers and granted I'm, I'm not playing on a PlayStation. I'm a PC user, so I can use any controller that is my preference and it's like no problem. Pretty much. I would say if anything, Xbox controllers work natively a lot better than mm-hmm. PlayStation controllers, which, you know, if you really think about it, Microsoft. it makes, it makes sense. Um, But in a way, like when I hold this controller, Oh, sorry. No, you can you can keep it plugged in. When I hold the controller, first of all, I don't know if I like a controller with that many buttons, just based on the fact that I don't play I don't play controller games that require that much input. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's debatable. Rocket League is fairly mechanical, and you need a lot of buttons. But part of the reason I don't like it is I I clench a lot with like my fingers mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm holding a controller. I clench. I clench my hands and I I could just see myself hitting the buttons all the time on accident because as soon as, like, a high-importance moment happens where, like, you're, like, super focused and, like, you just, it's, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, you have, like, in Rocket League, the ball is rolling towards you and the goal is open and all you got to do is hit it to the other side where the guy isn't there and this is to win the game in overtime and you, like, tense up. When I tense up, I, I tend to, like, Tense my hands and clench, mm-hmm. until I'd be hitting the buttons a lot on accident. And then also, I I feel like PlayStation controllers they just feel cheaper. That's I'm biased, but like when I hold an Xbox controller, I don't know about the newer ones. I don't think I've heard held like a Series S, but I think they kept it like the same, like mm-hmm. between like the um the new the new Xbox One controllers to like the Series S or Series series s right i have no idea i think it's series s or series x whatever the fuck it is but you know because they can't just name it fucking normal but i feel like those controllers they haven't really changed and i'm sure this is about the same as like a ps4 controller not the not the new part but like that. No, they're it's way oh yeah they did they did they did update a lot yeah but i feel like i don't i don't like the way they feel they just feel cheap hmm. um plastic
0: in my opinion i think this edge feels better than a regular ps5 well controller. i would
1: i would hope so but have you ever held a uh see this just feels better in my hands because it's more basic there's i'm not i'm not overwhelmed by all the buttons yeah that i can like accidentally press and i hold my controller like this for rocket league oh, really? which feels really weird for me uh for those of you at home what i'm talking about is when i play rocket league i have my pointer finger and my middle finger, both on the back buttons at the same time. So my pointer is on the like bumper and my middle fingers on the trigger. Normally most people have just their index fingers probably on the triggers mm-hmm. and then they press, press the button bumpers when they need to. But the way I have my setup on rocket league, I, I do use both the bumper and the trigger very frequently. So I've had to like adjust. So every time I hold a controller now, it's weird because for years of my life, I always held it with just the pointers on the back buttons but now i've like it feels comfortable to have the middle fingers on the back but playing any other game in rocket league it feels super weird yeah it just doesn't feel right
0: See, me personally i i'm not a fan of the xbox controller i think it just feels way too big like way too bulky
1: that's fair i don't know they just feel solid and that's that's kind of why i like them they just feel like more solid i guess in some ways the newer ones of course like they are the 360 controller is just so goated. Thing was a fucking tank. Um like the I know ergonomics the, are a big thing for me. I know the PS3 controller was hot garbage. Yeah, that was bad. Like when you compare the weight between like a PS3 controller and a an Xbox 360 controller, like I would granite 360 controllers had batteries which made them heavier. But for whatever reason I just like more of a heavier controller, I guess. Mm. Um but we can go to the game. Yeah, back so now, to the game. I'll let you explain everything about the game and I'll also let you go first.
0: Okay. Um, so our little spin on this game is I so I was thinking, um, how can I change this game and make it a little bit better, a little bit more fun? So what I did is I pulled up a random word generator and um, I have the number of words set to five, the word type or nouns and it gives us five random words, and what we're gonna do for the game is same thing as before. It you know it can be both of us talking or you know whatever, but
1: we're just doing the one of us though, right? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, I can talk and like you can interject and like talk a little bit. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Like you can comment. Like you I can talk.
1: like make some comments. if if maybe you're struggling. Right, you can like. Bring up something, yeah. and basically like in a, like we were saying last time, like a freestyle. Bring in your boy yeah, to yeah, like yeah. B- drop some heat. Um, we'll just say when it's each person's turn. If you get brought in, try to keep it short and like just talk enough that the other person can like yeah, like a redirect. Think of something. Yeah, like uh, change the direction of it a little bit so that it might freshen things up. But i' I'll, so, I'll let you go first.
0: Okay, so an example for this here, quick. This is uh, the
1: one that we generated earlier.
0: Yeah, this is a test generation. So the five words on this test generation are breath, assumption, weak, analyst, and perception. So, for example, I'd have to come up with a story saying uh, all five of these. Um, We're going to set it to
1: incorporate the words into the story.
0: We're going to set it to a five minute limit limit, if it goes a few minutes over or whatever, but we're going to try not to go to 10 minutes. Um, we're gonna try and stick to the five minutes. So I have to come up with a story incorporating these five words somehow. So we're gonna generate uh, some new words here quick.
1: And the way we're doing this is he just generated five new words, but he has a one-time option to generate a new five. Yeah and he can't he can't go back and it's a one-time deal. So do you want me to read the words? Yeah. So Austin's words are shopping, buyer law finding and singer do you like the words i think those are solid words yeah i think they are solid words here okay. um
0: finding is as in a finding
1: like um you found something correct <laughs> okay so like i said try to i'd say maybe 5 5 minutes to 10 okay for your thing so we're at 12 minutes hour 12 let me get a a little swig
0: of water here, quick,
1: and uh, then we'll start on this
0: this story here.
1: If you're uh, still listening, check out our Instagram. Yeah,
0: check the description of this video for our socials and the phone number. Remember to download the episode too and share with your friends.
1: <laughs> like and subscribe for the algorithm. Show your parents.
0: Yeah, I'll probably not do that. All right, all um, right. So, so the other day. I was walking down the street. I just got off work. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to go for a little walk. So I was walking past this law office. And there's this fucking crackhead. This dude was like meth out, talking to himself. And, you know, he was bothering the street performer. And so this chick was singing. Uh, she She was a singer. And he was just bothering her. He's like, acting all schizo, and like, um, just, telling, like, he he was telling her like, um, like, fuck. Fuck. He he was telling her like, uh, like you're sinning, um, God's watching you, I know what you did the other day, um, like just super weird, and, this girl is, is trying to sing she's a street performer trying to get some money here and I'm sitting here watching this and another dude comes up and and he's like what the fuck's wrong with you like get the fuck out of here she's trying to sing um, you know basically trying to kick him out and, and so they get into a physical altercation and across the street are these people shopping in this in this Bing. little shop. And they all come fucking piling out. And so there's this big fucking group around, this crackhead and this dude. And like I said, they were in a physical altercation. They started fighting. And so I'm sitting here filming it. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, holy fuck! No way! These people are fighting at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Holy fuck! And so the the crackhead. Oh, there's sirens outside. I wonder who died. Um, it's a crackhead. So the crackhead gets knocked the fuck out, and everyone's like just going crazy. And this this dude. Starts, you know, trying to hit on the singer and like, you know, she was, she was cute. So he's trying to hit on her right after he knocks this dude out and everyone's like, what the fuck is your, did why? Um, so the cops come and, uh, apparently he was like, he was trying to buy this building, uh, that they were fighting in front of. Um, and and they're like, why did you, why did you start fighting with this guy? Um, you know, what made it getting into a physical altercation? And he told them the story. They're like, why are you here? Like, why do you, what were you doing down here to get into this physical altercation? And he said the shop right here, it was a skate shop. And he said that he was a buyer of the skate shop or a potential buyer of the, the skate shop. And that's why he was down there. Um, he saw the dude was bothering the singer street performer and he came out and tried to like kick him out and tried to get him to move on essentially. Um, so they ended up bringing the the crackhead to jail and this guy Ended up getting this this street performer's uh, number, and uh, then they everyone went up went on about their day. I sent a couple of videos to to the group chat and was like, "No fucking way! This dude just beat the fuck out of this crackhead, um, took him off, hauled him to jail." And uh, I came home, told Martin and told them the story, and was like, "Dude, it was fucking nuts." Um. But yeah, that was that was the the story of the businessman beating the crackhead up. <laughs>
1: um not bad. I think you missed the word. Which one? Finding. You fucking threw it hard. Cause you could have said uh when they brought the crackhead to jail they ended up finding drugs on him.
0: Oh, I thought I got it. I don't remember you saying finding. <laughs> Fuck, I thought I got it.
1: No, thank you.
0: Because I saw a buyer and I'm like, uh, I gotta get buyer in here. You I said thought...
1: buy and then you said buyer, so you might have tripped yourself out. But it's okay. You you still hit four out of five. Fuck. But in a way, you failed the challenge. Yeah, so. I did. But it was I could have I could have told you, but I was just gonna let you do your thing. But it's it's not a big deal. Um. Yeah, no. Do you want me to speed run it? Oh, it's your turn.
0: Well, make it an interesting okay. story.
1: All right. I'll 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 do normal one and maybe we both do a speed run. Yeah, we can do that. We can do where that. we like just try to make a quick story where we use all five as fast as we can. That's All right. That. Big bucks. No whammies.
0: All right. Series, area, confusion, session, effort. You want to re-roll or you want to keep your words?
1: You will keep. All right okay let me just think i want to start here series This is kind of a tough area tough role here confusion session effort so i think in a way it's like easiest if you just like go straight down the list yeah kind of so that way you don't mess them up or like you're able to just kind of like lead yourself into the next and not worry about it mm-hmm. um It's, it's weird because, like, I, I just don't remember, like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I got to, like, make a whole story. Like, one that's, like, interesting, too, right? I can't just, like, you don't want to just be like, uh, and he went to the store and uh, he bought some cookies and, uh, you know. So I'll just let it start flowing. All right. So um I think it was last week I was uh on sitting on the couch after work or no, it wasn't, after. it was on uh, Sunday, yeah, it was on Sunday, um, I was sitting on the couch, I was watching this uh, series on TV called Breaking Bad, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, pretty good show, you guys should check it out, um, but I was watching the show, and then all of a sudden, I get a call, and they're like, hey, like, we need you to come into work, like, um, a, a bunch, uh, I do IT, and a bunch of the stuff is not working anymore, like, we need you to come in. So obviously I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm not even supposed to be on call, but you know, sometimes things are really important and you need to prove your worth. So I go into work and it was one of the prisons that, uh, that like went down and they needed a bunch of people there to like, uh, get everything going again. Like they just needed all hands on deck. And so I'm in this containment area and (laughs) ding, I'm in this containment area and there's like, computers that staff use but there's like a bunch of inmates right mm-hmm. they're all like kind of around and in most inmates like um I guess I I don't even know like I guess I thought that they were like well behaved or like whatnot but like these are just this is just general pop right so this could be like all of them and I'm I'm helping this lady like get locked back in because like everybody like couldn't log in and you had to like do a fix and like the network was down at the same time like it was like a shit show and so like there was all this confusion of like Mm. what you're even supposed to do and like because like we got called into work and we didn't like know what we were supposed to do to like fix it so like we're all just fucking running around like trying to figure it out like imagine the spongebob meme where like Mm, it's on fire and there's like in the papers everywhere that's that's basically what it was like. And then on top of that, there's like all these inmates and like you kind of got to like keep your eye on them. And so it was just like really difficult. Well, it turns out that there was this court session that just finished its hearing. And all of a sudden now the inmates are allowed to like have more freedoms. Like because uh, it was ruled that like the conditions are too harsh and like they need to be allowed to have like outside contact and like some of the, uh um, screening for like people coming in and out got reduced. So people could bring stuff in more easily. Well, apparently some inmates like got a hold of some tools that were able to like make the network go down. And so that, that was like part of like the reason why everything was broken is because the inmates all of a sudden were able to just like fuck up the network. And so that, inmates fucked up network and like we had to put in all this effort just mm-hmm. to like fix it again and it started to get real scary because like all of a sudden we were getting crowded and like i'm not like a corrections officer so i don't even have like things to defend myself with and like um they made sure like all the people that were in there like they escorted us out and like they escorted all this out and then like it started really getting rowdy, and I was in, like, a uh, a secure area where, like, um, you know... Uh, it, I think it's called central control mm-hmm. where, like, you can see all the cameras and stuff. And so I'm just, like, in central control where, like, I'm safe, but I'm watching on the cameras. Like, the inmates are, like, starting to, like, go crazy. And, like...
0: Like rioting? Uh, yeah.
1: Like, full-on prison riot, bro. Damn. Like, basically... <laughs> all those computers i was like trying to fix they just destroyed them all like picked them up throw them on the ground stomp on them like all that they were just because that's typically what riots are it's just destruction of property like of course the most dangerous thing is like human life and like people getting injured but second to that is destruction of property because all this becomes difficult to like fix because now you got to get contractors that'll come into the prison and fix it and all this and that so it was just really sketchy because they had to finally get everything under control before I could leave, and yeah, it was just like one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> How long did it last? I, I was in like central control for probably about three, four hours. Damn. So like it could have been worse, but um, they got things under control. Huh.
0: Well, good thing they got it under control. You got all five. I did. You won the challenge. You're the winner.
1: I'm the winner. It was a shit story. And like. it wasn't that bad. I don't know. I I think when we just have full creative power. Maybe. Maybe the only thing is like. We'd have one word on like a topic. Mm. Rather than like. Trying to. Because for me. Like I was saying. The nouns are weird. Because like. You're just like forcing it. Yeah. Because like. Improv isn't something you should like force. Like, there might be a general direction that you want to go, but you should be able to have, like, that free, creative-flowing process of, like, Mm. coming to a conclusion on, like, what to say, like, in the moment. Like, it isn't, like, said and done, like, you need to talk about this, but I don't know. I think think our story with with us just thinking of the craziest, stupidest shit that we could think of was, like, the best, because we could just go wild with the idea and we didn't have to like have these constraints so I think just having a topic so like maybe telling we both tell a story on like a topic or we tell a story on a topic I'm down for uh
0: we can adjust this
1: maybe maybe with like so we'd have a just like a, a generic topic of like you know high school story or something right mm-hmm. so oh, this one time in class you know and then maybe we have a few interesting uh And I don't know how we would come to these interesting ideas if we would randomly generate it or if we'd both come to the table with certain things. Like, I don't know the topic, but maybe Austin comes up with the topic and I come up with, like, uh, certain verbiage or, like, things that happened and we have to, like, fit that into the topic. And and so it might just make for something, like, super weird. Like, let's say, give me. uh, think of a topic. Okay, and I'm going to think of, like, uh, Three random like things that could happen So do you have a topic Yeah Okay I'm gonna Okay just give me the, your topic
0: Shopping at the mall
1: Okay and then I would have three Things that we would have to include And I didn't know he was gonna say shopping at the mall But I would say uh, Someone shitting their pants <laughs> Right <laughs> So like whatever the story is Like that has to be a part of it um, Or i kind of don't want to say that one i was was gonna say like getting caught jerking off (laughs) (laughs) so i was at the mall and i walked into the bathroom because i shit my pants and this guy was jerking off (laughs) right and so like you could fit that in in like any sort of instance like you could you could say like uh recollection of the story of like recollection of being on the battlefield, right? And so, like, you could say that's like, oh, I was like keeping my head down in this foxhole, and I shit my pants, and I looked to my right, and this guy's jerking off <laughs> in <It> his foxhole.
0: <laughs> I like this. I like this. You like I, I this format? With, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that next. So, time. So,
1: um, yeah, basically, one of us would come up with like a a certain scenario, like shopping at the mall, like you said, or like uh, underage party. Or at the bar, or like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think I think it's best if you pick a setting, a setting. But also like that could mean more than that, like because like I said, like a a high school story, Mm -hmm. or I guess that could also just fall into like, uh, school. Like you're in school. So obviously, the the more kind of specific, right? Don't just be like, uh, living in Nebraska. like obviously it's way too basic it has to be like i guess we we would we would want to put like we would have to talk about how we want to structure the setting or the topic like maybe there's five different parts of that like when where why what like at the mall shopping for shoes or like something like that I think we'd we'd want to set certain parameters Mm -hmm. um and figure out how many like different odd scenarios that we would would we call them scenarios like the like the shitting your pants that's a scenario in the like topic so we could we could talk about that off air how we would want to do that and we could bring that in and that might be a fun thing every week that we can do like Cause that's something we could do every week is have like a funny 10 minute story that we like organically make up. And like, we don't know what the others are going to bring to the table, but we each are supposed to bring something to the table to like have a funny story play out. Yeah. I agree. And it's something that you'd maybe want to like have that week to think about. Like imagine the like funny uh, topics that you could think of. So scenarios are like, would the scenario be the person, place, thing kind of deal? Like, yeah, the scenario is where you're at and what you're doing. Be the setting. The setting, and then the scenarios are like the things that happen happen in the setting. Yeah. So imagine you have all week to think of a setting, like at a seminar, uh, for marketing.
0: At a pyramid scheme. Set a seminar. (laughs) At a
1: multi level marketing seminar. Yeah. Right. Think about the like funny scenarios that would play out in that setting like the ones i talked about shitting your pants and getting caught jerking off (laughs) how those could how those could tie in and just be hilarious um we definitely want to probably limit how many times we reuse scenarios because those those scenarios would just be great in every story yeah (laughs) right imagine every single story someone gets caught jerking off in the corner (laughs) Oh
0: fuck! You want to do a speed run or?
1: Um, I'm good. I don't know. We we already we already like talked a bit about how we can improve this format enough. Um, but yeah, let us know if if that sounds like something that'd be pretty funny. Yeah,
0: hit us up if you have any.
1: Yeah, give us some scenarios. Give us some settings, and then we might use one. Yeah,
0: if you have any ideas for like games or segments or want us to bring one back or something uh just let us know you can dm us if you know us personally you can hit us up you can text or call the the number that we have in the description whatever whatever works for you whatever easiest
1: i got something to end not necessarily end with but like um something i just thought of that we need to write down Mm -hmm. is a fun segment that we could do that i just I literally just looked at my lap and thought about it. Imagine we both find an app on the app store that like we've more than likely never heard of. And we like talk about that. We like introduce our app and like how, how great it is for what it does or like it, you could also just find an app that's really dumb, but I think it'd be better if you find, you find an app that's like super useful in some way. And you're like, this app is really cool because of this. Yeah. And I just wanted everybody to know. That'd be a fun segment, like finding an app and uh, introducing it. Yeah, we could do that. It's almost like the Kickstarter crap, but like something that actually has a use. Useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. App crap. <laughs> app store crap. Yeah. That'd be
0: fun. All right. Well, we're going to end it here. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Um,
1: We love you. Yeah.
0: We love you. Thank you for, Thanks, Dylan. for being loyal fans. And, yeah thanks dylan he's one shout of out our... to dylan
1: clinkham yeah, he's one of our uh, sorry uh, sorry i forgot one of our listeners so we don't want to name drop yeah i'm breaking the, one of the commandments that's all right the Clinkmaster. master yeah dylan clink daddy
0: all right uh have a good rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this um we love you thanks for sticking around and see you soon